Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real churches with real pastors facing real issues. Hey folks, welcome to the Harmony Perspective. Today is all about social media. Welcome guys. Hey, how's it going, man? Social media is the devil. All right, so is that the end of the episode? It's the <laughs> devil and, and we're done. No, 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 no. no. That, so, that, that's the old model of thinking about social media. I saw a meme the other day that said, uh, you go back to 2009 where Facebook was kind of on this meteoric rise and that was kind of the thing coming out of the church, that social media is the devil. And yet now in 2020, everybody was like, hey, follow me on my live stream, on my social media. Right. Every pastor I knew had to switch that. So we've got to see it not as that, right? It Every was... pastor became a televangelist in <laughs> 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, so i got to ask us, what is since we're talking about social media, what is your favorite emoji? What's your favorite emoji? I like the care emoji. I really like when they went to that. So where I couldn't. <laughs> With the it, little. The, yeah, because you, you can't ever know like where, if we're just talking about social media, like Facebook, that's yeah. the, that's my favorite. Because you, you, you never knew what to really go to with somebody. Yeah, so, so like they post something, you're like, I don't really want to love like, that. My dog died. Yeah. Do I like that? I care about it. My cat died. I, I don't care don't. about <laughs> it. <laughs> kidding. I'm a just cat. kidding. I'm a cat guy. I love cats. So, the care emoji. How about you? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm a. I straight go to thumbs up for everything. Okay. Yeah. So like on a text, you're using the thumbs up. That's kind of where my mind was. I'm pretty simple. I'm a thumbs up guy. Although I've learned thumbs up and talk to text does not give you the emoji. It just types out thumbs, thumbs up. up. And then folks think you're really odd when you're texting them. Thumbs I feel like up. at this point in technology, like we should be able to figure out how thumbs to thumbs up emoji. Emo- of course, it just is there a LOL a- emoji? Like, because I it, overuse that. Uh, I think it's, yeah, I mean, that's it's like, like a crying, crying laughing, laughing, fa- oh, yeah, yeah. Crying, laughing yeah. face. I don't yeah. laugh that hard. So at this point, we're just going back to drawing pictures on the wall to communicate. Like, and do, yes, hieroglyphics. Yes. <laughs> and, and do you really LOL when you LOL? I don't. You liar. (laughs) I got a great story uh, for LOL before we uh, jump in. So my dad is, uh, you know, of that generation that's really beginning to use text and social media. And uh, he and my mom both got phones. And and this is the the best LOL story that that I can share is my mom texted him that she was having a, a terrible morning and not feeling well. And she just went through everything that was going on. And he responds, LOL. O-L. All right. So her response was, you know, what are you talking about? He thought it meant lots of love. So he was sending her lots of love. The message didn't get across. She did not feel lots of love. She did not feel lots of love. Was not received the same way as what he thought it was going to be. So So full disclosure, oftentimes I have to Google some of these uh like letters that people write. To Sometimes you shouldn't Google them. What it means. Well, you're exactly right. Sometimes it leads you down uh, the wrong path. But and that's really the danger of social media as we're talking here today. There's like a, a beautiful side to it, but there's also a negative side to it. Uh, and, and I can't even begin to, to step into the depths of social media as 
TJ probably experiences with our students where they're uh, all these different social media platforms. I, I know kind of the big three, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and then kind of some of those that are up and coming, TikTok and, and uh, MySpace. Uh, yes, my, MySpace. Yeah, Ben's up to date. Uh, <laughs> Tom is still holding it down somewhere. Um, but, but Facebook, I think is the primary platform for most pastors that I know with their live stream. It's just kind of, there, there's 2 billion people that are users, probably more at this point and, and one and a half billion people on Facebook at any given time. So this is huge platform for the gospel to go forward. But then the negative side is it, it of it is so many Christians do not use it for that, but use it as their own bully pulpit or use it to, to tear down other people. And just what an atrocity that is. So the question is, first off, do we even need to be on social media? Why? So why do we need to be on social media? Oh, I, I fully believe that we do. For um, the memes. For the, for the memes. Uh, as far as Acts 1-8, I mean, right? So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you or dwells within you, then you shall be my witnesses and Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. So how can we reach the ends of the earth now? Well, it's through technology. It's through social media. It's through the Internet. And um, and, and I'm not saying that we take away from the physical uh, portions of our lives where we can evangelize personally, but when we have the opportunity to seize and and put the gospel on the internet, then I think we, I think we do that. I think we need to try to do that. It is the new town square. Uh, it really is. The front door of the church used to be your website. Now the front door is your social media platform. And, and what people don't realize, and, and we talked about a, li- a little bit about this earlier uh, privately, is that it's not about the church's Facebook page anymore. It's about your Facebook page as an individual. Because when they see you tied to that church, they can't see a, a face with that church page. They see your profile picture. They see what you post. And so they see, here's what this person says they believe, but here's what they're doing. And so those things matter. Yeah, no doubt. And the fact is there's nowhere else in the world that you can reach 2 billion people. Or a billion and a half people. That's right. And so we can't step away from it. I, I remember distinctly driving down the road and seeing the church sign that says, get off Facebook and get into the good book, right? And, and that's a great idea, but let's do both. Get the right? good book on the Facebook. Right, get the good book on the Facebook. All right, it's going on the sign, Willie, uh, on Sunday. It's getting there. And, and Patrick, I like what you were saying, um, talking about your personal page, because if, if any of you or anything like my wife, she likes to investigate people on Facebook. So she looks for those things. That's called stalking. Okay. Well, she stalked me, and now I'm married to her. So be careful with what happens. (laughs) But uh, in in all reality, (laughs) Patrick's losing it over there. Uh, In all reality, people do that. They, they, They see the church's Facebook page, and they see what the church has going on. But people want to see what the pastor or the other leaders within the church have going on. So I like what you were saying there. And I think it's important, uh, Patrick, you were saying this before, that you yourself, from your personal page, push and promote the gospel um, and your own church events through your personal stuff. The the people that's connected to the church's Facebook page are usually the people that's tied to the church in a close-knit fashion. But the people that's tied to your personal 
Facebook page is the rest of your family that don't go to church, your friends, your coworkers, people that are around you that aren't part of a church whatsoever. They're the ones that need to see that gospel being proclaimed, your life lived out in a way that's worthy of the calling that's placed upon your life, and see the, the events and opportunities that your church has going on. For sure. Let me give you a couple of uh, real-life examples that I've seen at Harmony and around our community when it comes to social media and how we can use it. So what about just posting, how can I pray for you? You know, incredibly proud of my wife uh, for doing that this week. And folks, she's getting folks engaging um, on her Facebook page saying, hey, this is what's going on, or sending a direct message saying, hey, listen, can you pray for this? You know, that's a huge way of being able to just kind of put your faith out there. But also video uh, testimonies. We did that uh, during COVID with our men, and uh, we did a kind of a real-life uh, life challenge for them to videotape their testimony and post it on their social media platform. And we saw men... Um, that shared so many times, and we saw men's testimony spread throughout this community and, and really throughout the world of people having an opportunity to hear how God had transformed their lives. So what a just an awesome example of that. But how about just sharing the feed from Sunday service? Not only for your own church, but hang tight. What about sharing the feed from the church down the street? Shut your mouth. We can do that. We can do that. It is not a competition. That's right. I, I, through COVID, I, I would go after we were done with Sunday service and share pretty much everybody I knew as a pastor that had a, a service. I would share their post. I'm sure people got tired of seeing it all, but but it's a way for the gospel to continue to move through. And they might hear something from somebody else they can't hear from me. So those are all the benefits and the things that we can do but I'm sure there's some things we need to be watching out when it comes to social media. So what are some of the concerns, the watchouts uh, that we need to have as we delve into this idea of social media in the church? I think we have to take the Romans 12 mindset, right? That we're not conformed to this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we no longer walk in this, uh, in, in the way the world walks on even social media. Right? So Romans 12, Paul continues into it and he says, Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. 1.5 billion people. If possible, verse 18, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. There's so many arguments, so many conflicts that happen on social media over the choice of words. You don't get to understand the inflection in voices on social media. And if you see somebody say something that you don't agree with, you can just scroll on by it. There's not a need to engage with everybody. And if they're foolish and blinded to the gospel truth, engaging with them in a mean way, uh, kind of vengeful way is not going to help them see the truth of the gospel. Right. It, it's like folks are just looking for a fight, right? So if you're on social media or you maybe even on a community group, you hear the uh, the scary uh, stories of the HOA's Facebook page and all of that, you know, folks don't engage in that, you know, and actually be salt and light in a dark world instead of adding fuel to the flame. And that's what I was going to say. If you can speak light or life into those situations that's going on, that's the thing to do. 
oftentimes, though, I have seen when people try to speak life and light into those situations, they're ridiculed even further. Just that's another danger if, if you choose to speak up. But of course, we're also told that, you know, people hated Jesus. They'll hate you, too, if you follow him. That's right. So expect it. But, but a negative Facebook comment is not persecution. Right. Like people just disagreeing with you is not persecution. We can't say, oh, you can't even post anything on social media because you're just persecuted every time you do. Somebody disagreeing with us is not persecution. Yeah, like, Christians in China uh, or overseas would, they could tell you what persecution looks like. Uh, a comment on Facebook definitely is not. Yeah, and I've had great conversations with atheists. Like they may have used some language I didn't like. They may have had some things to say that I didn't like. But I don't have to, to stoop to their level. I don't have to respond to evil with evil. I can respond to evil with good because the Spirit of God lives in me. So take that deep breath, push away from the keyboard, maybe even type it out if you want to, hit delete. I've done that a few times. But you don't have to respond to everything uh, in anger. So that, that's one of those watchouts or one of those paths that we can go down. But how about something else? And anything else that we need to have a concern with when it comes to social media? Making sure you know what your children are doing on social media. Okay, so that's huge, yeah. If your child has a smartphone and don't have a job, that smartphone belongs to you as the parent. They don't have the right to just do whatever they want to, and it is irresponsible parenting to not know what's on their phone and what's going on because uh, there's all kind of vulgarity uh, embedded in these social media sites that's just there for them to, to find and to consume. And, and what goes in through the eyes and in through the ears can get embedded in the heart. And, and I think folks are starting social media way too early. You know, so you're seeing, and, and no criticism if you're on the receiving end of this, but we're seeing folks uh, buy smartphones and social media accounts for their elementary school kids, right? Or, or even their younger middle school kids. Uh, our family tried to draw a line and say, hey, you don't need a smartphone. First off, you don't need social media at all. And you don't even need a phone until you're going to be places where I'm not that you need the ability to call me because that's the purpose of the phone. But we're seeing younger and younger kids, and and frankly, I'm going to pull a Patrick here. I'm going to just lay down the smackdown. So frankly, what's happening is uh, folks are buying phones so that they can occupy their kids so that they don't have to engage with them so that they be quiet and they sit in the back seat or sit in a corner and do that. Uh, we're letting something guide our children instead of letting us God, our children. And, and not just the danger of the content that's there. You don't know who is on the other end of, of the profiles that are on there. And there are countless cases of children thinking they're going to meet somebody that, that sounds like another 14-year-old that ends up being a, a 35-year-old man. And I'd like to speak to one more facet of the social media um, that involves with people on the other end that you were just talking about uh, the the streaming and the just the playing of video games. So we talk about Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that, and yeah, that stuff. There's dangers there, but that it also lies within the Call of Duties and the Fortnites and the Roblox. You and get swatted. All of it. Um, that I. I play because I've got students that play and I like to be engaged with them where they're at. And uh, I got to have some great conversations with some of my students, but that also means that I play with uh, some guys sometimes that are just 
just some random people and to listen to them talk and the things that they say and the way that they act. And when I say some people, I mean like they sound like five and six years old, five and six year olds that are just really, really vulgar, uh, really, really mean. But there's also 45 year olds that are on there that are really, really vulgar, really, really mean. Um, so there's pros and cons there. You can engage your students, you can engage your friends and have some great conversations and, and work through stuff. But there's also people on the other end that you got to be careful about. So as parents looking over your, your, your kids there, seeing who they're playing with, listening to who they're playing with, that's where they're going to be learning to, to talk and learning to say things. And some of it's corrupt. And that's where you need the, the, from the movie Ghost Dad to be the ability to just reach through the phone or the game system and just slap the person on the other end of it with the, with the Holy Ghost Smackdown as <laughs> being said earlier. So the other thing, so definitely knowing what your kids are doing on there, but just what about the mindless scrolling and the wasting of time? I'm guilty of it, guys. You know, you start watching a video and, and you know, Kara may be uh, in the bed asleep beside me, and then all of a sudden the bed starts uh, shaking because I'm giggling and trying to keep it under control because I'm watching, you know, just some stupid video, right? So endlessly uh, scrolling and mindlessly Wasting time. I saw, a, I saw a person over this past weekend that had 22 hours on TikTok for the week. Wow. 22 hours. And I, and I had a conversation like with the person. almost a whole day. I, I had a conversation with the person. Um, what would it look like to spend that time in your word, like in God's word, like in the Bible? Or what it would it look like to spend that time doing devo- half the time? Maybe well, and not, and not just that, it's what it does to your brain, right? They, the, the research has shown that, that phone usage, social media, uh, disrupts the brain as drugs do. And, and so if you start that at a young age, I mean, it, they're, they're going to be addicted to that thing very quickly and grow to a point where they just can't fathom like how to live without it. And right. that should not be. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, all of us reach to our phones hundreds of times a day, right? So what if we actually reach to prayer or to the Bible in that, hey, I'm guilty of it. This is for me as much as it is for anybody else. So social media, you got to be there, right? But we have to have guardrails in place um, to make sure that we use it to glorify God and not to glorify ourselves or others. Be a witness to the light and not to the darkness. So folks, we're excited that you joined us today uh, just talking about social media in the church and we'd love to hear your comments and the description section of this podcast is an email address we'd love for you to email us questions comments maybe show ideas and you know what there may be even something free a free fabulous gift for someone who uh, who does that so want to do that provide your contact information and we'd love to give you some uh, harmony perspective swag that is a complete lie. We have no swag, but if we not, will ever get us, if we ever get a sponsor, we will. So we'd we'd love to have that. Thanks for joining us. Like, subscribe to this podcast, and join us next time on the Harmony Perspective. Hashtag see ya.